thank you so much for checking out my podcast today. I'm always thankful for those who are watching, listening, however you're getting this. Thank you for being here. Today, we're going to continue our discussion through the 23rd Psalm. In the first episode, we took just a little bit of time and had an overview of this significant portion of Scripture. The 23rd Psalm has been such an impactful passage for me, and I know it will be for you, and you really get a good idea of why in that first episode. Then in the second episode, we begin to just break down the statement, the Lord is my shepherd. And if you haven't already seen that, go ahead Take just a moment and, and look at it a little bit. Let it uh, be something that encourages you and helps you understand the leadership of our God better. Well, in this episode, we're actually going to continue in the next verse. So let's look at the 23rd Psalm together, and then we'll come back and look at just this specific verse. Let's check it out. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You make me lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside still waters, and you restore my soul. You lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. In this episode, we're going to take some time and look at that second part where it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. Now, when we hear these phrases, there's, there's a lot of things that come to mind. Um, one of the things that I love about it is the imagery, the imagery of just green pastures and still waters. I live in the Pacific Northwest, and one of the things that's amazing about living here in Oregon is the natural beauty. I live about 40 minutes outside of Portland, but I live in the middle of what's considered wine and farm country. And one of the things that I love more than anything to do, as a matter of fact, I did it yesterday. I'll jump on my bicycle and I'll head out away from the city and just ride through farm country. And it is gorgeous. Actually, I'll show you a couple of photos just as we're talking, just to kind of give you an idea. This is a beautiful place to live. And part of the reason why is the lush green pastures that are everywhere. It's, it's kind of funny when I ride about 20 miles, I have a few different loops that I do that get me back home, obviously, because I don't just want to ride 20 miles out. And when I'm doing that, you see all of these, probably 20 signs, depending on which way I go, in people's yards, these farmers that have uh, fresh beef uh, for sale, that you can buy a whole cow or a half a cow or a pig or whatever. And, and this is their livelihood, that they serve uh, our community by providing meat, and they provide beef or pork, or uh, some of them provide poultry. And they couldn't do it, though, if they weren't living in a place with green pastures. What makes it possible for them to raise that cattle, for them to raise those animals, is having a place for those cows to eat, right? And they eat in those green pastures. And when we talk about this statement, he makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters, there's two different parts to this. And the first one is just discussing the Lord's provision, 
We said earlier in a former episode that the Lord is my shepherd is actually indicative of how God leads us. It's how God directs us and shapes our life. And if that's true, then the next portion of this passage is telling us what he's leading us to. And we see green pastures and still waters. And the first thing that I think of when I think about green pastures is provision. When you, when you think about what a green pasture would mean to a farmer, it would mean provision for their livestock and ultimately provision for them. Provision for their animals to eat, to feed on, to grow, and get to a place where they can be uh, eventually, I know it's sad, but killed, slaughtered, and serve other people, right? It is a sign of provision. Now, regardless of what you think about this word provision, God does desire to provide for you. Now, it may be different than how you think or how you've been taught to think about it. A lot of times when we think about provision, we think about one thing. We think about the Benjamins, right? Like we think about the money. We think, okay, is God gonna provide for me to cover this bill? Or is God gonna provide to help me get ahead? Or is God gonna provide to help me pay off this debt? And I believe that God does provide financially. I believe that there is provision when we choose to follow the way of Jesus that comes into our life. But there's much more provision than just monetary provision. There's also, for instance, relational provision. I believe that God's gift to us often in providing for us is the gift of relationships. You know, the older I get, the less friends I have, but the more valuable those friends are. And I think that if you're like me, if you're in your early 30s, you probably know that feeling, that when you were in high school or in college or even in your early 20s, you might have been surrounded by a bunch of different people. You might have been surrounded by a ton of friends. But the older we get, the more valuable we realize having that, that close-knit set of friends are. Having that close set of friends that are trustworthy, that they're confidants in your life, that you know them and they know you and you can say anything you want to them and it's a safe place. Those are godly given gifts. And oftentimes, provision finds its way into our life through the form of relationships. Not just relationships for us to be able to lean into in difficult seasons, but also influential relationships. There are relationships that I found in my life that God's provided through mentorship, through helping me think differently about my life, my career, my family, my marriage. And those relationships are super important and they make a huge difference in our life when we choose to sit back and trust those friendships and allow God to use those friendships to provide something that we're missing in our life. And I've heard a lot of people say in different seasons of my life that all you need is Jesus. And I believe that. I do believe that all you need is Jesus. However, I believe that you need all that Jesus provides for your life. And he provides deep friendships in different seasons of your life. Now, sometimes he provides things for the long haul in your life. Sometimes he provides things for short seasons in our life. I was talking to a friend the other day that's um, around 40, and he was telling me that he had a friend, we, have a, we both know this person, that was really tight with him for several years, and they, they built a deep relationship together. And as they built that deep relationship, um, year after year after year, it got stronger and stronger. And then one day, the relationship just kind of dissolved. They both got a little busier, they both had some stuff going on in their life personally, and they just stopped talking. And he told me, he said, I miss that friendship. I really do. If I was going to spend time with that person, he told me, I would go on a plane right now and spend a week with him. However, 
I just don't think we have that relationship anymore. And I don't know that we'll ever have it again. And then my friend said something I thought was super significant. He said, you know what? If all I got out of that relationship, if all I got out of that friendship was that season, I'm grateful for it. And that's an acknowledgement that sometimes God's provision is just for a season of our life. It's just for a season. Sometimes it's lifelong. Sometimes it's for a short time. And that's okay. But God desires to lead you as a shepherd to a place of provision in your life. And water also tells us that. It says that he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. That, that provision that not only provides for us, but also is refreshing to us. This, this idea of water is often in scripture an idea of a moment or time or season of refreshing. And I know that God's provision in my life sometimes have not been in the form of money. It's not been in the form of relationship. It's been in the form of spiritual refreshment. You know, I, for those of you who aren't in pastoral ministry or vocational ministry, you may not know this, but 2020 was a difficult year for those of us who work as pastors. It was a very unique season. We had to really change everything that we do in our job to make ministry happen and to serve the people that God's called us to serve. And one of the things that I found significant in 2020 was still water moments, moments where I just spent time with God and he provided refreshment to me. He provided energy to me. He provided uh, just a, a confidence that he had everything and that I could relax in his provision. And I don't know what I would have done in 2020 without that. Yeah, there were still difficult, stressful, uh, crazy moments, but I found in my time with God, I found in him this refreshing provision. I could tell you tons of stories where God has provided for me personally. There was a moment uh, in my college years that I was driving over a parking lot uh, that had a bunch of debris in it. I didn't know it had debris in it. And I hit some nails on my tires, two tires actually, and it blew both of them. And I remember thinking, God, I, you you challenged me in faith just like a week prior to this to, to sow into somebody $100, and now I don't have the money to really go and try to fix my tires. And within four hours of that happening and me trying to figure out what I was going to do, not only did the money for my car to get towed to a tire place show up, but also the money to pay for those tires why? Because God provides. I do believe that God provides monetarily. I just want to make sure that as we look at this passage and we see God's provision through green pastures and still waters, we don't limit it to money. We don't limit it to the way that we think God should provide, but we open our mind up to how God desires to provide holistically in our life. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode of my podcast on peace and provision through the 23rd Psalm. And I hope if it's making an impact, you'll do me a huge favor that you'll take just a little bit and share this with somebody that you know needs it. Hit that share button either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on, here on YouTube and share it with somebody that you know needs the peace and provision of God in their life. The second thing that I wanna encourage you to do is subscribe. If you subscribe on YouTube, 
YouTube and you subscribe on the podcasts, here's what it helps you do. It helps you spread this message to more people. Every time you subscribe, every time you share, every time you like it on YouTube, it makes a difference in the algorithms which shares this uh, part of the gospel with other people. Thanks so much. Let's jump back into the content. Now, the second picture we have from Green Pastures and Stillwaters is that God desires to place us in peace. God desires to give us or to lead us to peace. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. Green pastures and still waters not only are pictures of provision in scripture, but they're also pictures of peace. And I love the verbiage in this particular verse because it says that he makes us lie down in green pastures. He makes us go to this place of peace. Even when our life is chaotic, even when there's turmoil all around us, that we should have anything but peace, he provides peace for us. And he almost it almost gives you this idea that he forces us into peace. Now, it doesn't mean that God will force us to have peace, but what it does mean is that when we follow his leadership, the leadership of the good shepherd, that he will place us in a, in a spot in our life that will make us have peace, that when we choose him, he will make sure that we have those things. And in seasons of drama and turmoil and chaos, we'll find a place where we lie down in green pastures because God will lead us there and make us lie down and receive the peace that he has for us. You know, so often we we find ourselves in seasons that we're in where it's political discord or it's uh, just just chaos in our maybe our family or in our life or maybe in our career and we feel like there's no way that we could have peace through this difficult situation. But God desires to help you get there. His leadership in our life always leads us to a place where we can receive peace. It doesn't mean that we'll see an easy life. It doesn't mean that it'll always be just easy to go through those, those things that are difficult, but that we will have peace through them. And scripture says it like this, that in this world, we will have trouble, but take heart. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. Why? Because God desires to make you lie down in green pastures and lead you beside still waters. These are both indications of peace. When I think about this, I think about my son, Jackson. Jackson is four years old. And one of the things that we've really worked hard on is helping him understand how to deal with anger or how to deal with frustration. And he'll get mad and he'll grit his hands and he'll get his face all discombobulated. And he'll just go, like a, he looks like a WWE wrestler. He's just like, and when he gets like this, this actually happened last night when I, before I went for my bike ride, he's just like, and I said, Jackson, let's stop. And he's like, no, 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 no. But sissy, blah, blah, blah. He's blaming his sister Eden. And he just keeps on going. I say, Jackson, stop. Now take a deep breath. Go, and he'll go, it's just this really, if you're not listening, if you're watching or if you're listening to this and not watching, you're missing my best impersonation of my son, but he'll take a second and just breathe. And then he'll just breathe. And what happens is I do this with him is he calms down. He calms down because he's at an age where he knows that if I tell him to do something, even if he doesn't want to, he needs to. And he, he has that understanding. And so when I, when I lead him to this place where he can stop and take a few deep breaths, 
he finds himself calmer and he finds himself more at peace. Where in five seconds prior to this, his whole world was falling apart. He, he recalibrated and found peace. And that is exactly what the Lord desires to do in you. It's exactly where he desires to lead you, to a place of green pastures where you can lie down in chaotic times and a place where you can hear and partake in still waters. He desires to lead you to a place of both provision and peace today. That's what God's desire is for you. He deeply wants to get you to a place where you feel provided for by his leadership and where you feel peace because you're choosing to follow the good shepherd. Well, I hope today has has challenged you and has encouraged you. Look, if you find yourself stressed out, if you find yourself worried, here's, here's just a thought for you. Take a moment, take a deep breath like I tell Jackson to take a deep breath and just open up your hands and close your eyes and just say, God, I receive your peace. I receive your peace in this moment. Even though I'm struggling, even though I'm stressed out, even though I'm worried, take out your hands, open your palms in front of you and just close your eyes and say, God, I receive your peace. And if you'll do that, and just take a little bit of time. Don't move quickly. Just consistently every maybe five or six seconds say, God, I receive your peace. God, I receive your peace. What I believe is that in that moment of stress, in that moment of chaos, God will meet you exactly where you're at. And he'll provide what you need to receive that peace. Well, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Until next week, you're watching The Andy McMillan. (laughs) 